Our guest today on Valley Views is Wayne Ewing from the Custer County Community Sharing Center. Wayne, thanks for walking down the street from the Trib. We're a block away, so it wasn't too far to come. I'm happy to be here, Gary. Thank you. Now, we were talking at an event about a week ago, and we thought, hey, this might be an interesting topic, especially this time of year. We're coming on Thanksgiving. So for people unfamiliar, where is the Sharing Center, and when is it open? The Sharing Center is located at 120 North 3rd Street, right at the corner of uh, 2nd Street Extended there as it hits uh, Highway 69 headed north. Uh, so we're, we're right on the edge of uh, beautiful downtown West Cliff. And as we record this coming on November, what yes. are your hours, say, in November? Yes. In November, uh, we will be distributing food on Friday afternoons. Uh, noon to four, first three Fridays, the 5th, the 12th, and the 19th. Now, one of your phrases is that you're targeting households experiencing food scarcity. Who participates in the Sharing Center? We actually serve Huerfano County and uh, Southern Fremont County as well. Uh, We are one of the uh, few food pantries that uh, have... uh, multiple neighborhoods that we assist. And food scarcity is, Gary, is exactly what it says. People who struggle to have food on the table, nutritious meals and so on. And we are doing our most to meet those needs in our neighborhoods. Now, you've got a different process in the times of COVID than normal. Describe what happens on a Friday. Yes. uh, Currently, during these COVID months, we are distributing food to our neighbors and clients curbside. People drive up in their vehicles. We have outdoor greeters who uh, record their presence, and our volunteers uh, bring pre-packaged, pre-boxed food items to them. Unfortunately, our clients and neighbors can no longer shop personally. We pride ourselves on that, but it's just not safe to do that for our volunteers or our clients. So we bring the boxes to the vehicles, uh, ask people to pop their trunks if they're in a car or put it in the van or the pickup. What would an average grocery load be for someone uh, driving away? Great question. We have typically um, uh, dry goods like rice and beans. We have canned foods, uh, canned fruits, canned vegetables, often uh, canned juices. We also provide uh, frozen meats, uh, frozen pastries, frozen bread, uh, uh, frozen vegetables. And when we can, we provide as much fresh produce as possible. They're anywhere from uh, 10 to 14, 16 items in a box. We also provide personal hygiene goods about once every three to four distributions. And if one would show up on a November day and then show up next February, would the offerings be about the same or do they change over time depending on various factors? Yeah, what changes particularly are fresh fruit and so on. And who makes this all happen? You've got a group of volunteers? Yes, it's a totally volunteer grassroots organization. Uh, We currently have about a score of volunteers. Our uh, volunteer manager, CEO, is Carol Alt, and uh, we are directed by a board of directors. It has always been so uh, for almost 30 years now. 
And you have partners down the hill? We are known as a partner of Southern Colorado Care and Share, based in both Colorado Springs and Pueblo. And we are known as a purchasing uh, partner, a purchasing agent uh, within Southern Colorado Care and Share, which in turn is part of uh, Feed America. Okay. Let me ask a little bit about uh, the supply chain. Uh, supply chain's been in the news with cargo ships sitting out in the harbors. Have there been COVID disruptions in your sphere? Well, fortunately, uh, we have not experienced anything dramatic, although the supply chain issue that you talk to does affect semi-trucks who are bringing foods to the distribution centers in the Springs and Pueblo, which is our main source. But fortunately, we've been able to have our trucks arrive uh, monthly on time and our volunteers show up to unload those trucks and uh, get the food onto the shelves and then into the individual family boxes. And also, folks can get pet food for dogs and cats on a Friday. Yes, yes. Uh, We are happy to provide space to another uh, 501c3 in the community. Uh, Their program uh, at the sharing center is known as Pet Wagon, which I think is very cute, W-A-G-G-I-N. And dog food and cat food is also available. Now, if locals wanted to get involved or donate, how would they best do that? Do you look for donations of food occasionally? Are dollars a better way to go? Both are really wonderfully and graciously received at at the center. And the best way is to drop by the center during our hours uh, on open Fridays. Really, there are people there from about 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning on our distribution Friday. So uh, pop on in. All are welcome. Also, folks are welcome at our board meetings, which is the second Thursday of the month at 1 o'clock at the center. So a local citizen could just bring a, a case of something to the sharing center? Yes, if there's a good buy at Lowe's, uh, that would be a, a wonderful way to do it. Uh, we also do have a food drive in uh, February of every year, coinciding with Valentine's Day, actually. <laughs> a little reach out of care and love. Okay. We're coming up on Thanksgiving Oftentimes, for your type of organizations, Thanksgiving is an important meal. It's uh, really a festive time at the center. On the uh, 12th and 19th, we will be distributing turkeys and uh, all the trimmings. Uh, Sometimes people prefer a ham, so uh, we'll do our most to have that available as well. But yeah, when we say all the trimmings, that includes... uh, pies and the stuffings and the sweet potatoes and and so on. So again, in November, you're open on the 5th, 12th, and 19th. Correct. And the 12th and 19th are the the special Thanksgiving days. Correct. Okay. How long have you been involved with the Sharing Center yourself? Oh, my goodness. You're going to age me here, Gary. The Sharing Center began in the basement of uh, St. Luke's Episcopal Church, as a, um, a parish outreach, uh, that was back in the early 1990s, and uh, soon outgrew St. Luke's, was in the building next to Lang Hall, 
at Hope Lutheran for some time, outgrew that until we came to our present placement. Um, there was a hiatus in my own involvement while I was gone from the Valley, but I've been re-engaged since 2015. And what is it about this project that draws you to it? The simplicity of it in addressing a very complex issue. Poverty is alive and well in our county, and we exist to mitigate that as much as we can by a direct food distribution. I always say that the good news and the bad news about the center is the same. We are meeting a need. To paraphrase uh, Bishop Desmond Tutu, uh, we've gotten very good at pulling people out of the river. It would be nice if our community could go upriver and see who's throwing them in. But yeah, we're doing our most to meet, meet a need. Some would see this as a Band-Aid approach, that there's a deeper approach that might be out there. You've just noted that. Is there anything in the community that gives you hope upstream? Yes, there is. The growing awareness. And actually, uh, what the center's involved in is a bit beyond a Band-Aid because it is consistent, efficient, and uh, constant. Uh, folks can rely on it. And in terms of what the upstream issues are, has to do with both local, uh, regional, and national economy. And the center itself is powerless in relation to that, but we can be also a rallying cry for social justice, yes. You've been with the organization for a number of years off and on. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed the demographics of your customers changing at all over time? Uh, COVID changed initially in that uh, more young families who were affected by unemployment uh, for a time. Uh, but basically, Gary, the, the, the demographics stay the same. We service a lot of uh, elderly people, number of kids, um, and it remains fairly constant. We affect anywhere, depending on the season. Uh, we tend to have less in the summer and more in the winter. Anywhere from, oh, 200 to 400 households in the county. And that, of course, represents a lot more people than the households. That's quite significant. Wayne, it probably takes a lot of sponsors, volunteers, donators uh, to make this thing run. Yes, it does. We are totally dependent on uh, volunteers and on our patrons uh, and on grants. Uh, we are so grateful for a, really a very widespread community support financially for the center. And uh, fortunately, we have a fairly good track record with uh, philanthropic organizations who uh, provide us funds to maintain the program. Very grateful. And volunteers put in, I would say the last time I looked, 40 to 60 hours a week collectively in uh, maintaining the program. A great bunch of caring people from our immediate community. If folks out there in Radio Land wanted to get more information, what's the best way to contact uh, your organization? I think give a call to our uh, very efficient and angelic manager, Carol Alt. She can be reached at the center, 719-783-3303. And as I noted earlier, Gary, we're at 120 North 3rd Street right here in Westcliff and come by during our hours. And in November, you're open on the 5th, the 12th, 
the 19th and the 12th and the 19th are a special holiday. Correct, yes. Wayne, final thoughts? My final thoughts are that there is both sadness and joy in the services that the the center provides. Joy because it's a happy place. Uh, Volunteers really enjoy working there. Our clients are really very gracious recipients of uh, the food that we do distribute. And the sadness is, of course, that uh, the problem exists at all. So uh, we look forward to a time when uh, hunger is not a reality and we're out of business. Wouldn't that be wonderful? (laughs) Wayne, thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you, Gary. It's been a delight. We've been visiting with Wayne Ewing from the Custer County Community Sharing Center. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views.